0: Welcome to From Uniforms to Unicorns. This podcast is all about our experience as female corrections officers, our challenges, our triumphs, and our transitions out of the career. Lauren
1: and I have always had a significant bond friends, moms, and business owners that happened to be in prison. Life attempted to separate us, but we always found a way back to each other through huge life milestones, tragedy, and random text messages saying, I thought of you today.
0: We know there's huge curiosity surrounding these topics, and we aren't the only ones that struggle. There are also incredible stories just waiting to be shared, and we want this to be a safe place for us and you to talk about the often unspoken world of correction. Grab a coffee, head out on a walk, or just take a break. Let me warn you: we have no idea what we're doing. From uniforms <laughs> to unicorns. unicorns From Uniforms to Unicorns is sponsored by Brand 47 Coffee, which was founded by Holly and Alex, both first responders looking to create a sustainable business to pass on to their two sons with Down syndrome, Jax and Nico. Thinking about the future has always been in the forefront of their heads for their boys, creating meaningful employment and independence as adults. The only way to do that was to create it. Brand 47 Coffee Co. provides the most unique and fun flavored coffee. Seriously, it is so good. Our Mine and Sharon's favorite is the Coco Loco. It's coconut infused. It is to die for. All of their coffee is small batch and roasted to order. They are incredible people doing incredible things. Their vision is to keep the world caffeinated, to stay special, and be extra. You can find them at grant 47 coffeecom Hi, Sharon. Hi, Lauren. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Yay. It's been a while since we recorded know. a podcast. Yeah, it has been. I was a little nervous this morning. I was like, oh, I got to get all the things together here. But, I know. Uh, we're super excited to have Grant Ellsworth with us today. Thanks for being here. Um, Thanks for having we, me on. Yeah, it's always fun. It's always fun to talk to Grant. Uh, grant and I met through the Sheepdog Call with Carl, which you've heard of us talk about a few times. So yeah, met online. Um, and <laughs> and we're, we're so excited to talk to him today. He has so many different hats that he wears, and, uh, I think it'll be of so much value to everybody listening. So
1: yeah. Uh- awesome so grant i've actually never met you this is our first meeting you're online and, your first online meetup. our first online meetup so i've i'm nervous just kidding but uh tell us about yourself like wh- what do you do now and all that all so uh
2: yeah i'll go a little bit backwards from this one but yeah that sheepdog call that was very uh that was very helpful we made actually quite a bit of connections on there. And we actually did some very meaningful work. I think all around as a community with that one, we, there's a lot of different little things that come out of that. So Yeah, that was really it
0: was good. awesome. I, I actually, and I don't know if you listened to the podcast with Carl, but I was like, I loved learning about the gun stuff. Cause you guys remember, do you remember that call? I knew yeah. nothing about like, I mean, I don't really watch the news. So then it was like, whatever happened with trudeau and this gun law and i was like so yeah. fascinated with that entire conversation i learned so much it was awesome It was awesome. you just gotta
2: you just gotta get people out <laughs> to the range because i'll tell you what one thing i've never seen was someone fire off a, a full mag of a handgun or rifle and say man that really sucked it's always an ear-to-ear <laughs> grin because it's like that was awesome <laughs> yeah, totally. you, you know you just you just like you know it's like using an ending it's like using a it's like using a blender i mean you can tear all your fingers off in a blender if you're stupid
1: you yeah. know what I mean? So it's, <laughs> right. a, it's
2: the same thing you just knowing your tools, but anyways, back to uh, I go on to some crazy, silly rabbit hole here. Um, so currently I, I work at uh, Drumheller. I've been working there now for 12, oh wow, 12 years this month, actually.
0: Congratulations.
2: Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, I've been, most of it, it's all frontline. Uh, 11 of the 12 years has been in that one living unit. Um, and I'll go into a little bit more. Like I'm sure people listening that know, they're like, how in the hell can you just torture yourself like that? But I'll, I'll get into that. I'll I'll show, I'll, I'll talk about how I made that work for me a little bit later here. Um, so before I did that, I was in actually the oil and gas there for a little while before the economy first took its downturn in 2009. And when I seen, Oh, uh, if you make lots of money, your reward at the end of the day is you get fired first. I'm like, I definitely don't want (laughs) that. I don't don't want that incentive. I, I learned a lot. Uh, about mechanics, a lot of useful things with my hands or whatever, and made you know lots of good friends that way, but it's just a little too unstable, and especially now with all this craziness going on, uh, it was a fun time, though. Lots of outside work, too. Mm-hmm. And before that, I did three years in the military. I was with uh, the uh, Princess Patricia's Canadian Light Infantry, uh, 3rd Battalion, which is the same one that Carl was actually in. We are just a different generation. Because Carl's <laughs> old and dusty now, you know, if he's listening to Carl, that's a, that's a dig at you there, bud. But, uh, <laughs> uh that was a really that was a really good experience um you know there's a lot of stuff right now in the news going on about this and that and putting whatever spin on it. i'm not going to get into it right now but i'm just saying like um you know that's an experience that i would never i would never say i would never go back and not do it again i would actually i would encourage everyone to try that because i learned A lot of things about myself that i never knew and like the cruel harshness of nature forced it upon me with that training and so you really do learn a lot about yourself and it was just it was an amazing experience um it and i did it when i was young i was i was 18 years old when i left the house i was 20 21 by the time i get i did go to afghanistan as well i was there early on in 2004 um so i joined up at the the tail end of 2002 uh, i believe i can't remember that's been so long ago it's, it's kind of fuzzy now but anyways i was there in 2004 and then i was released in 2005 when i came back in the early summer um that was a very interesting experience it was interesting you know and it's another thing too it's very easy to sit back and watch things and events as they unfold but it's another thing to say you know what i want to stand up and i want to at least i want to make a difference i want to involve myself in there when you do that you see uh you know you see a very different side of things and you see different levels of humanity you see some very horrible things but you also see some amazingly beautiful things with people in the in the worst times and so
1: mm-hmm. it's an
2: experience i cannot and you guys would get it too from some of your corrections experience i mean you see people you see people buck up and coming and back you up that sometimes you probably would never expect and they do amazing things and, and the other thing i love telling people um going back to the correction side of it now, because that's where the majority of my experience is, because we always have things that happen here and there. But when you have people who just, they, they get in there and, and they help and they don't think twice about it because they see one of their coworkers is in trouble. I always make sure to tell them afterwards. And if anyone's listening too, um, I, I'll tell you right now, try this out because I'm telling you it's an experience that it's, it's simply amazing to see. But when, when someone is sitting there and, and we're talking doing the after action debrief. It's like, you did this. I said, it's not about talking about what you do. You did this. And I said, that's a reflection of your character. And no one can take you take that away from you. And You should be proud of yourself. And I think to some degree, we have to do that more because when you, especially with someone who's fairly new, if they unfortunately get thrown into that early, it's like you see their eyes light up and that really does, that can set you up to be detrimental, um, for your career one way or the other which of course now coming back full circle leads me to what i'm doing here with this honey badger alliance project um so yeah anyways mental health we all have our ups and downs with that and like anybody else i was you know i wasn't uh immune to none of that i had um yeah lots of issues actually <laughs> lots of de- like i was but i was like i was completely on my own as well so like i was out here when i first moved to this job i was completely on my own like i didn't know anybody no one was close like i had no family no real friends or nothing like that i just i moved there and i started so
0: you moved so you moved to drum for corrections yeah okay so you're out you're out east for no i was out. in
2: i was i was in no i was in edmonton with the military. Mm-hmm. Then I was in red deer. Well, I was working at a red deer um, with the oil and gas. So I just kind of kept moving South is really what I did. <laughs>
1: so, um, so at 18, I'll just ask you what, what led you to decide to join the military at 18?
2: Um, I don't, I just wanted to help out. Like, and here's the thing. eh? like I've, I'm going to say this and you guys are going to get a kick at this, but I've really forced up my way into do a lot of stuff. Like I'm not going to sugarcoat that or, or, you know, exaggerate that. Like I was just, you know what? I just want to help out. And I, I just want to do some, uh, some meaningful things. And, and you know, there's a, a little bit of a selfish component too, about it. It's like, I'm going to learn things that will set me up that I can protect whoever in the hell I want to or need to mm-hmm. in my own personal life as well. Like I will have those things. And so I wanted that as well. Mm -hmm. um as well as like you know we all get picked on too when we're younger so that that played a factor into too like i was like i hate those types of people so i'm going to make sure what's the easiest way to to be able to fight those types of people it's not by it's not by you know it's not by talking about it it's not by this or that the other thing it's like you just have to learn to be worse than they are you have to be you have to be more effective with with whatever it is they're using violence or manipulation than they are that's it the only difference is that between an us and a them thing is like it's instrumental like i'm not doing it because i want to I want to do it because I'm an asshole. I'm just, I have to wield that sword as well. Cause you have to fight back with that sword. I learned that very early on. And then, so the military just kind of really reinforced that. Um, and yeah, so anyways, as back with the Forrest Gump thing, cause I've been on TV a few times too. We did, um, there was an, a parade that was done on national TV live, uh, about a year when I was into in there. It was, they did it in the butter dome. It was for the first road that went over to Afghanistan and come back. It was for that. Um, the first course I ever went on there was a mountain operations course. And I was only there for a couple of months posted at the battalion and it's on the outdoor Life outdoor life network. You can actually find that one on YouTube. They put them all up on YouTube now. So that was kind of neat to see that I'm not, cool. I'm not like, I'm not talking on there. And I'm like, I'm only on there for like a couple of seconds. And I was kind of ordinary looking because I was coiling some rope and I think it was towards the end of the course. And we were just kind of getting tired of hiking up that can mountain mountain uh, day in and day out or whatever, but um, it was a good course there. They interviewed us when we were in our battle school too. We were doing our unarmed combat or whatever. I Me and another dude, we actually uh, sat down and did an interview with that. I couldn't find that one though. I went looking for that one because it seems like you can find anything on the internet nowadays. Mm-hmm. It like, it like, 30, like like 40 years ago, or 30, 40 years ago, you can find all that old shitty videos or whatever. I couldn't find that one. So I, I, you know, I couldn't find that, but uh, we made it in the war museum too in Calgary. I could not believe that someone, someone from my work now, they went there and they're like, did, did you know you're in the war museum? I was like, shut up i was like no i was like there's there's no there's no way I, we're in the war museum sure enough we're there if, you, if you, anyone's listening in calgary it's uh you go into that back part of the memorial and there's a big rpg 7 rocket launcher and the picture's right underneath the river big platoon picture and i was like well i definitely feel very unworthy about being here but on the plus side it's interesting to see stuff like that now though because what it does is it serves to remind it serves to remind us that we're capable of things that we're not as long as you're not dead you can still keep going and so for me now to see something like that i'm like well now i just have to push myself harder i have to keep going and push myself harder so anyways getting back to it because i'm like i said i can go all over the place with these (laughs) here but this honey badger alliance was all about yeah because it started out sorry i had my own problems that's what it was i was depressed and i was isolated and, and and i really liked liquor like really liked okay, it there so like did, every, did
0: this happen like as a result of your experience in the military no nope. nope? okay okay no
2: no that was that was actually pretty good uh overall like there's a lot of hard going there's a lot of stuff but i and i'm going to say that but i didn't i just didn't know that too because i was very i was quite a bit younger in my mind at that point from what i uh, research is still kind of developing so i don't even know um what it could have been or manifested it could very well have been some lingering for sure yeah uh, i know i had problems um most people have nightmares and things like that. Mine was the mm-hmm. opposite. I would sleep. I would never dream. So I don't know what the fuck happened there, but I, I never would never dream. So I'm like, clearly that's not healthy to some degree. I don't know why. Um, you know, I took that mefloquine stuff as well. That seems to have messed everybody up for, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I took it for five months. I did have to end up getting off it though too, cause I was kind of getting depressed there at one point. I'm like, I wonder if it's this. So I was like, I better just stop and maybe switch it to something else, but it's hard though too. Cause we were like off the camp, like for anywhere from a week, week at a time. And like, um, all the other ones you had to take them every day. So it's like, you can't, it's just not practical where the other one it's one a week and then you're done. Right. So it's right. like, it made that easy, but you look at the side effects on that box and it's like, it's hideous. Like, you know, normally you get nausea and vomiting and this and that. Well, this one's also has that psychosis and dementia mm-hmm. and all like all kinds of like, just the worst things possible are all on that. The, the entire box is with side effects. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so anyways, I'm sure that played into it. I just didn't understand enough of it at the time. Um, yeah. fast forward back to this. So yeah, I, I, you know, we were dealing with a lot of things and it was different too. Like the military is very, it was a lot more cut and dry. It's like, you know, you have to learn to be tough. You have to learn to be strong and resilient because you're going to fight bad guy and you objectively shoot bad guys. And I'm going somewhere with this. Uh, so just bear with me for a second, but <laughs> okay. it's like, but it's all objective. It's like, we're going to take that position. So there's like, you know, there's eight guys there. We have to take that position. That's it. Like there's no rhyme or reason. Whereas corrections now, And I thought about this for a long time. I was like, why, why is mental health such a big thing with corrections when like, there's less deadlier things happen towards like staff and just in general, overall, it's because everything's personal though. eh? Um, Someone targets you like they pick, it's like you, I'm targeting you. And so there's something about us. There's something about us that's inherently weak or something that, predatory people pick up on and they they zero in on that and so like if you're not prepared for that if you're unaware of that it, it that's the part like and then the thing is the next it just compounds because the next day you're like oh, fuck i have to go in i have to deal with that person again and you yeah. know they're walking down that hall they're looking for you so it's like it, it's it's gross right until mm-hmm. you kind of figure that out so it's a, it's a different kind of a it's a different kind of stress and like you know if you're not used to that um mm-hmm. it can either like you can turn into like a big downward spiral where and you see it lots too where uh it just ruins people or you can kind of figure it out and, and know it for what it is and then you know you just take the fight back. And that's where um a lot of the stuff that I put on my uh, media with this, it's all very hard lessons that I learned. I learned it the hard way, but at the same time too, at one point, I remember at one point I was like, no, okay, that's, that's enough of this. Like I'm, I'm, fu- I'm sick of this. I'm absolutely sick of this. I, like this is horseshit. I'm going to start, you know, I'm going to start learning more. I'm going to start researching more. I started training and, and I mean, now I train, like this is probably the hardest I've ever trained, even when I was in my early twenties. It's just cause it, it snowballs. Right. So uh, that, and you just have like so many, like right now, as far as reading and research, I'm like, there's not enough time in a the day. There's so many things I want to read and so much knowledge. I just want to stuff in here. And it's like, mm-hmm. ah, where do you, now where do you start? But I mean, um it's all really good. And so for anyone, for anyone who's just starting out, if you have any of your audience that's just listening, uh, do the work now. Yeah. I'm telling you, do the work now because you can either I can tell you right now from very hard, shitty experience that the the stuff it takes to heal you and right the ship and get you back functioning on a normal level is the same stuff that will bolster you against it.
1: Yeah, because if absolutely. You're,
2: if you're more aware of things, if you understand behavior more beforehand you can see it and you can deal with it effectively and confidently like now i can understand it because it's like okay i know what this shit is but it's also i can go back now and think about things and i can unpack it okay i reacted this because this is what people do in this situation and that was normal well i like being on the other end of it now it's like no 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 i'm i'm the big bad shark now so it's like i'm, I'm coming after you and i'm gonna it's like you know if you want to. Uh, you want to play your stupid games with me. It's like, you know, you thought you were grabbing a dolphin by the tail, but you actually grabbed a shark and now it's all. And,
0: it's all, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and that's the thing too. Like it's so um, like any sort of trauma is compounded. Right. And like you yeah. said, it's like the one thing builds, the next thing builds and you build this foundation of trauma. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. if you build the foundation of resiliency and learning and self awareness and all of these other things, those are the things that will repel all those negative things that come at you. And I, like, I was super young when I started in corrections. Mm-hmm. I was 22. I was going to save every single woman yeah. in that place. Right. Like yeah. that's how you feel. You're just like, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to do great things. And you, you right away, like within a couple months, you realize that is not what you're here to do. And, and that took a toll on me myself. Yes. I was just like, so what am I here to do then? Right. And I lost that passion and that purpose to help people. It was like, I don't fucking want to help anybody. Like, I know. I literally well, just want to do my I, job and and go to Australia. I want my six weeks off. That was like <laughs> all I lived for was my days off, right? Like, yes. And, and figuring out how I could get more days off and shift exchanges and all of that, right? And some of those days I was working like seven days straight, 16 hour shifts just oh. to get more days off.
1: Yes. Oh, right. and that, so gross. Oh, well, and man. That, right? that, awareness, that awareness piece didn't exist for us then because no. it was like, something happened go back the next day that thing's still occurring and on and on it went and that was back like when I started 2002 there was no mental health like we didn't even have like a what's a schism I don't know what it's called. critical incident whatever that, that yeah that was just basically hauling you in a room and saying you're an idiot and these are the things that went wrong and then yeah. we would sit there going okay so I won't do that thing again but there was never any protect yourself watch out for these things this could be stressful so the coping that comes in is let's go get a beer
0: yeah as soon as we were done in the mpb boardroom it was like let's all go get drunk tonight
1: let's get drunk (laughs) and then it was like it wasn't just like let's get drunk let's get blackout drunk (laughs) and let's (laughs) Let's get home somehow. Some of us would walk right from the, from the jail to our downtown apartments. And that's that awareness piece never came into play until way later, right? A lot later. And all of us had that five years of trauma from all of the stuff we speak to. And it was like, eventually it's like, I just got to get the hell out of here now. Right. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so now let's have that real conversation with this elephant in the room so first <laughs> of all anybody who wants to go and drink and get drunk and do things like that and i'll, I'll tell i'll say it and you guys will probably kind of agree with me here you go get blackout drunk or you get drunk to whatever degree the next day you wake up you have a hangover you feel like a bag of shit and then plus you still have the problem to deal with so now it's even worse now you're starting from like 10 steps back as opposed totally. to here yeah um and, and yeah so this is where i'm going with a lot of my stuff right now is. Um, what you are saying about how it compounds. So there's a couple of little neat things uh, like I was researching on. Uh, this one here, I, I've only found at the one source right now. So anybody's listening, please feel free to research this. But anyways, the way the brain works is the same the way as the rest of the body works. It's a use it or lose it thing. And so for always having the stress response, anger or for lashing out and things like that, neuro connection gets stronger. And the problem is, is like now you see, you know, the old proverbial you see if, you're a, if you have a hammer, every problem is a nail, which is not good, right? Mm-hmm. You wanna look at something and it's like, how do I build this project intelligently, right? But every problem is a nail. You just solve it and go on, but we're not learning nothing, we're not growing. And at the end of the day, you're just pissing a bunch of people off, mostly the people that care about you, and it's just gonna, and then it becomes a self-defeating prophecy in a way too, because it's like, you know, if we're having the argument at home, Whenever if I come home and I'm, I'm just the emotional trip flares are out as I like to call them, you know, you start getting irritated or whatever. And then of course, people don't know so they're gonna they're gonna get defensive back it's just the way we are it's like well see you don't understand and blah blah it's like no asshole you're the fucking problem right (laughs) and so like any any time and that's so the first thing anytime anything ever goes sideways i'm very savagely objective with myself i'm like am i the problem and i will look at it and i'll be like yes i'm the idiot here and i'll put my tail between my legs and i'll listen i'm really sorry uh this was me and the other thing too um we want to protect everyone from the things that we do, but people are not stupid either. Like there's movies, there's there's tons of movies out there, bad movies, there's prison movies out there, there's there's military law enforcement, there's all those movies right there. We know bad things happen. So like we don't have to tell our family members all the gory details, but you can just say, hey, listen, this is what I'm dealing with now. This is what I had go on. I, I'm, I'm kind of feeling like this. I can tell you right now that that is a game changer. Uh, the demeanor towards you will change 100%, turn it over on its head and you will get what you are actually looking for but you can come home and be defensive and say well you don't know and you never know and you're going to get exactly what you deserve you're going to get the tongue lashing you're going to get that space so it's like no stop that we have to stop that mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. and again that's looking objectively at yourself i'm the problem here i'm the idiot so it's like i have to fix that first and then you mm-hmm. get what you want and that's the other thing too is you know People say, you know, your thoughts are, you know, your thoughts are how you see the environment in the world. And, and that's nice to pay lip service. What does that actually mean? It really means we have to ask some really ugly, hard questions of ourselves first. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's the like one
0: a... you can control, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. You and only so that's... have
0: control over you. So mm-hmm. you you're like, if I, if I do this, this is likely the response that I'm going to get, or I could do it this way and I i can control a little bit Outside of myself, right? Like yeah. based on what I control inside of myself.
2: Yeah, and yeah. so that's and that's the other big major point that I want to touch on too. Uh, you were saying about how you wanted to save everybody in this and that. So we as people, we need we need a sense of fulfillment that we're creating something. And environments like this, it's like, and I've joked about it before too. You, it's like, oh, we're gonna go in and we're gonna start from scratch the very next day. But you're not really if you if, if you reframe what you're doing. So. I can tell you right now, the person that I, the individual I am from 12 years ago is night today, not even, not even the same person. I would laugh at that person from 12 years ago. I would pick on that person and be like, you're a joke, dude, like smarten up. Right. So the idea is, and again, if, I've used this to really ease the, the blow, that kind of stuff. It's like, if I can't change the world, I'm going to change myself, but, but really embrace that. It's like, okay, what am I learning here? Like this conversation is the same. And we run on scripts too. That's the other thing. Like how many times have you had the same stupid conversation with somebody? So it's like change the narrative, take the narrative and run with it a different way, see what you can learn, but pay attention to stuff too. And that's why I said like putting the work in, studying behaviors and study body language is really fun to play with i love playing with that yeah
0: me too i've learned so much about that <laughs> i know so much about body language and yeah basketball. yeah i agree
2: so so just so that so the goal then becomes to learn those things and be conscious of that thing because you can go and you can suffer down and you can be miserable all day and be like oh here comes that so and so again it's like blah 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 or whatever or be like i'm gonna try this this time and so what it does is it, it makes your day go by faster you don't you go home way less stressed and you might even learn something. And then after, you know, a few months of that playing around, if you do it consistently, you're like, Hey, look at all these other things I understand better now. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the other thing too is, uh, you know, just cause we're all in the same context here, you know, you watch those prison movies and it's always the warden always wants to be like the Senator or whatever. Right. And it's like, why, why, is it always like that? It's cause, because if you can learn <laughs> to deal with people in this setting, you could deal with anybody.
1: Yeah. Right? Very so you, true.
2: You can do anything. So it's like, so that's my challenge to anybody listening. If you're, if you're upset with your work, if you're not liking the way your work is going, my challenge for you is to change your own narrative. I want you to consciously change it and try something new. And, and mm-hmm. but here's the thing you have to be, sometimes that blows up in our face though, too. If you, if you read the yeah. situation wrong and that's where the other part of it comes in. Right. Um, I do want to touch a little bit on physical fitness with regarding that as well. I mean, you do. Okay.
0: Well, okay. Hold on. Before we get into yeah. that, I want to, uh, What what is the mission of hu- uh, honey badger Alliance? What is that? All right. What is that? And where did it come from? I know. it can't Did I go on that it?
2: much of a ramble that long and didn't get around to that? Jeez, you didn't. You
0: did. Man. So I'm going to make you go back. Probably... Start over. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you probably sit here for four or five hours and I just ramble about stuff. Man. no, So the goal of the Honey Badger Alliance is a warrior mindset. It's strength and resilience by a leading example. And that is the key is the leading example because we are very much monkey see monkey do And like I said, there's a lot of things out there people put out where it's like the feel good things or you should do this or you should that. But it's like the words ring empty unless you're actually out doing the thing yourself and people can see you doing the thing. That is the huge thing. Right? So like all these things we do, like, you know, you guys do your, you do your events with people. Uh, John and I, we do our we do our walks. You know, we have our stupid banter, and we post that there last year, and other little stuff here and there. I always like every once in a while, I I post uh, just some exercise videos up or whatever with 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 my other stuff, right? Because it's like, okay, if I'm gonna put this message out, I better damn well reinforce the message by showing I'm out there, like pretty much killing myself too. Which yeah. you do you do want to do that? It just it builds up your resilience in all kinds of beautiful ways. Um, you know, nothing ever was good, learned good from the comfort zone, but it's one thing to say that, but it's one thing to actually put yourself out there and push yourself well past your boundaries. And that's one thing the, the military taught me to do is that and it's, it really still rings true to this day. And I'm like 40 now. So you guys, you younger guys, you have no excuse. I don't care. None. Unless like you have some debilitating injury, you know, yeah. I, I feel really bad for you, but if you're like, if you're mobile, there's zero excuse. I don't care. Yeah, um, I,
0: agree. I agree. But anyways,
2: so, so, so what, Coming back now again uh, to the actual mission statement, the Warriors mindset. So we we learn all the the fighty stuff. We we're we're really good at the adversarial stuff. But the problem is is that why is mental health on such a rise? And and so and I sat and I thought about it because like there's no there's no balance. So like you go and you you have the bad shitty incident and uh, and uh, sharing what you're saying there too. You know, somebody tells you, okay, this is what you did wrong, and and you know you're you're horrible, and this that that's bad, that's horrible people we're gonna we're gonna make mistakes and the only thing we can do is if ever you know is you either survive and you learn or or you don't survive and and that's literally when you come to an occupation like ours that's what it boils down to me i like to survive because i have a lot of shit i want to do here yet so i'm putting in the effort to make sure that i can uh, do that as long as possible Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so like and so the language needs to change where you know we have to understand that things happen very quickly things happen out of our control and we no one is there being negligent saying oh i just i don't want to help you it's like people are trying but it's like there's a lot of blind spots and there's a lot of really like little weird things that are, are coming to light now too so the uh, the research and the, uh, and the knowledge and information is getting a lot better plus these communities like these, the collective might of this community to watch mm-hmm. just just this grow after like two years and that, that's the other thing like i left all my old posts up there that most of them are pretty garbage and shitty now and, and very low quality looking but i mean Look at but uh, I left up there cuz look at the community as a whole how much it's grown in 2 years collectively. Like we're we're taking the fight to this uh we're taking the fight to all these stigmas and we're we're doing it all in our own uh very unique ways based on our personality and that's going to that resonates with people to different degrees and it's like say you might not get some but I might get them or vice versa It's cuz you know I'm on this part of my journey and these people are too they're going to join up with me and if you guys are on a different leg they're going to join up with you guys so it's it's really good to have that because there is something there for everybody. Collectively, we're just, we're winning. You know? we can take and
0: it that's my favorite part of, the, of this community is that it does, there's no competition. And mm-hmm. I remember when I was, uh, I had started my nonprofit as a business and I went through a business plan and I had a coach and he was like, you didn't put any competitors in here. And I was like, because you have to do that when you do a business plan. And I was like, I don't think there is any in this space. Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like if I'm not your person, I know Grant, I know Carl, I know Sean, I know John, I know Diana, I know Colette. Like there are so many people that I I just want to help one person. And if that's sending you to Grant, I've done my job, right? Like, and it's based on my own personal experience. So our experiences might not align and that's totally okay. And that, and that's where I think that sheepdog thing was so helpful. And just like, listen, I don't think I can help you, but I know 45 other people that can. That's
1: right. So get That's this right.
0: person. Like I had a girl reach out to me the other day about writing a book. She lost her brother. He was a uh, an EMS driver and he was responding to something on the highway and was hit and killed. And she wanted to write a book about it. And I was like, huh, I don't know anything about this, but here's like four other people. Like I sent her to John, I was like, go here, try this, do this. And she was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And I'm like, you will, you will not, this community will not let you down. Like, yeah. if, and if he can't help you, he will send you to someone who can right? Like, and that's my favorite thing about um, first responders and first responder families and how they are just like, I got you. Right. Mm-hmm. And And the whole stigma thing too. Like, just speak about it just talk to somebody um and then we'll we'll hold you as you fall right and there's so many people that will oh it's pretty incredible
2: yeah so yeah, no, exactly. And, and like I said, it, a big aspect of it is the, is the balance thing. Um, you know, what are we, what are we doing for ourselves? And and there is a whole neurological, have you ever done the, um, the Gilmartin, the uh, Dr. Gilmartin?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Emotional survival. That
2: was, that was very helpful. There was a lot of things in there too. Um, a lot of things that can kind of address with that as well here, but I mean, just to kind of sum it up quickly, right. I mean, we go through so many adrenal highs and lows, that it just kind of overtaxes. us, But again, it's that, it's that action of, okay, I know I'm dead tired, but I still have to get out and I still have to do stuff or whatever. And like, as far as like, even like the fitness stuff too, like I, like I said, I kill myself at sometimes at an unhealthy level and that's just my own thing or whatever. But you know, I get some people ask like, how do you do it? Like, I just can't get motivated. I'm like, 80% of the time I'm not motivated. I have to trick my own stupid brain because your brain is that lazy and stupid. Like 80% yeah. of the time, I don't want to go out there and do that, but I do it. I just, you make it easy. And then once you get in there and start going, it's like, okay, this is good. I got my rhythm. And that's one of And that's still after like, this is like probably 10 years ago and pretty hard now. So mm-hmm. I still have so to, you do, a lot,
0: you do a lot, you do a lot of physical training, which if you know anything about physical training, it's mental. It's not always, it's not just physical. It's mental. Like you said, like, yep half the fucking time I don't want to go out there so it's a mental challenge just as much as it is a physical challenge
2: yeah there's other there's other fun little ways you can play with your brain too like this one I took uh from uh Terrence the dude that flips the tires there oh yeah um, Terrence
0: Joseph, yeah I did,
2: well I didn't have like a tire to flip but I was like you still have to be smart about like you can't just go and lift like a thousand pounds 500 times because you'll kill yourself but I was like I can do bodyweight squats so I'm like let's just see how many I could do without stopping and you know, the first time I'm like, oh, I, I I think I pushed myself to over 100 and some or whatever. By the end of it, whenever I kept with it, because I was I was with it for just about a year. I at the end I do like 1,500. Um, but the thing is, your your brain goes holy to
0: some... shit, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> but but the, but the thing is,
2: this is this is the funny thing about it, and you kind of have to build up to it. Like you can push more here and there, but it's like, okay, my legs are gonna fall off if I don't stop here, uh, just because it's just too much volume. But um, but anyways. The, the 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 goal the lesson learned from that is at from zero to a hundred this is what I found from zero to hundred it burns like a normal exercise where you're like oh that's pretty good or whatever but it's like now I'm gonna keep going so from about two hundred to six hundred reps your brain's like. You know, every hundred reps is like, ah, you know what, if you do this, that's pretty good. It's like, shut up, you whiny fucking bitch. Like you yeah. know, we you tell your brain, <laughs> you just shut up. Right.
1: So so that's that's
2: that's that's what I found for about that for the you know, the next six hundred or so reps is like it's just like, ah, like I wanna stop now. And then after that, it just gives up. It's like it's just like, okay, I'm along for the ride now. And I think like and it's weird because it's consistent every time. It's not like I'm in a better mood today or a better mood uh, you know, whatever. It's just like it it, it seems like it's kind of in and around the same thing. So we have these thresholds that we can push ourselves well past. Like I said, I I, I found that first in the military. It's just it's hard to replicate here because – the training is very different. That involves like sleep deprivation and lots of walk and lots of just staying awake and, and, and things like that or whatever. But um, it's still all very carefully calculated because they want to get their desired results. So they figure it out kind of on your own. It's like, you have to be a little bit more uh, smart with it. Cause I mean, you can really hurt yourself doing it too, right? Like those, mm-hmm. like those things. I really looked at like how my mechanics had to be, because if you do like 1500 or thousand reps wrong on your knees, you're going to blow your knees all apart. So like mm-hmm. you have to, if you're going to do that, like you got to be, You got to be a little bit more up on your information too. Mm -hmm. Um, But just for people to find ways to push yourselves and don't, don't let your mental boundaries define you either. Like, it's like, Oh, I think this is good. It's like, Oh, I'm going to keep going. I don't give a shit. I -hmm. remember uh, John was telling me a story about this one guy. He seen, uh, He's like, yeah, the first day I was on this base or he's like, I seen this guy with a vest on flipping a tire up the hill with his gas mask. I'm like, I'm going to fucking do that. I want to see if I can do that. So I went and I threw my vest on and I found this 400 pound tire. And I'm like, I'm going to flip it all the way up that hill. And I was like, I did it. Yeah, I just about died. But I was like, I did it. So I was like, well, that's kind of neat. But, but just to look at it, like just to look at something like that, it's like, that's crazy. You would never, you know what I mean? Like, why would you do that? It's like, well, how do you know you can't?
1: Yeah. Exactly. And then,
2: and then you find your, and then you find your point. Right. And then it's like, but the biggest thing about failure too is, you know, and you know, again, it's one of those cliche things. Failure teaches the most, but what are you actually learning? Right. Mm-hmm. I learned from failure that I can push myself way faster and harder than I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, if I want to get, if I want to get better at this thing, then I know I, I can have, you know, it gives me a goal. Okay. I want to change my plans to do this, this or this. So you know, there's lots of things you can learn like and it really is all about reframing. it. But anyways, to get back to it, to um, why physical fitness, I think, is so important is from all the other stuff I was looking at, say, if you and I, we have this argument, it's like, you know what, fuck you kind of deal. And we have this exchange, which is very common, very especially in the place where we work. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's, it's, it's like five or ten times a day. What that does is, you know how you get that little bit of that tingle or whatever, and you kind of feel like a little bit on edge? Well, that is nature giving you the gift of of horsepower because it's like you don't know what's going to happen. So your body overcompensates by giving you more strength because it just doesn't know. Right. But the problem is, is that it's, it's they call it a chemical cocktail. There's like five different things in it. There's adrenaline, noradrenaline, endorphins, dopamine, and cortisol. It's all yeah. mixed into that. It dribbles it in there the problem is it stays in your system so if you don't have like most of the time it stays verbal and never goes to physical you still have all this high octane fuel in your body and it's going to make you a bit more jumpier now because like you have it right so it's like you have to do something with it yeah and the only way you can do something with it is you have to physically squish that out of your out of your system right so so fitness is a huge part so like you know whenever people say oh you know this fitness is good for your mental health that's how it's good for your mental health because that's how we're wired we are wired to fight and survive and just to deny that, I think is I think it's irresponsible because you cannot tell me for the last like, you know, fifty thousand years or however we've longed this planet, we've been really good at killing each other in big droves, And this is probably the longest time that we've ever been at peace with each other. So just instantly we're all of a sudden like our bodies don't work like that. Yeah, yeah, good luck. Okay. Yeah, thanks there. Not not a chance. So it's like so the responsible thing is to understand that. And like I did, I did my own little kind of personal ramble on this one. It's called, we need more savagery or whatever. But the things I learned was the more you can beast yourself and the more you can research these things on your own uh, personally, your outward reflection becomes a lot more humble and it becomes a lot more appropriate uh, socially. Right. And that,
0: yeah. And it sets you up for like those big blows that come like oh, if yeah. you are constantly like, I, I went through, uh, trauma as, as a corrections officer. And then right after that, my husband severed his Achilles at work and that was a massive blow. But I found like, because of all the work that I did when I went through my own experience, we handled that a lot better than I think we ever could have. Mm-hmm. Then I got yeah. cancer and I was just like, I had been doing gratitude for like ever and I literally walked out of the, the, the hospital going, I'm grateful this isn't happening to my kids. I'm grateful we have a massive support. Like That was how I rewired my brain based mm-hmm, on yeah. the things that I had done. And I was going, holy, this is fucking incredible. This is why I did all this work. This is why this was important. And it's so, it's so interesting because the physical is so mental, right? Like you say, like, just yell at your brain and tell it to shut the fuck up and just mm-hmm. keep going. Uh, because you are capable of so much more than you ever, ever know. So what Mm -hmm. you're doing is, yeah, you're, you're being physically fit and you're, you know, you know, getting rid of all of these things, but you're also setting yourself up because that blow will come. We are Mm -hmm. none of us are immune to, you know, big incidents. We're not immune to cancer. We're not immune to, you know, our family member getting hurt. We're not immune to something happening to our kids. So we have to prepare ourselves, build the resiliency. And, and when we, when you work in corrections, those blows come more often than anybody else, right? Like you're, you're, you gotta be ready for those things. Mm-hmm. And it's not a, a physically ready. It's a, a, a mentally ready, right? Because, and you know, this as well as anybody, it, it the mental it will get you out of any physical Oh, yeah. right, that you're about to get in, right? You're like, yeah, here's, here's what I know about you. Here's what you know about me. Here's what I can say. Here's what I can't say. Right. So you prepare yourself for all of those things. And I think when you, when I hear you speak, because you have your own podcast and you do YouTube and all of that stuff, I'm like, he's so ready to take on anything that's coming right? In, in all of the training that you do, all of the, the stuff that you talk about, I just, I'm always like, he's ready. He's ready for anything that comes his way. And sure you'll get knocked back 10, 10, but you won't get knocked back 150 or 1500, right? You're like, I'll just go back 10 steps and I'll get back up tomorrow morning. Whereas if that happened to someone who wasn't doing the work that you're constantly doing and constantly talking about, you know, something very insignificant, will send them back, you know, so many steps right so that's
2: and i actually had an experience with that too actually that you said that um yes so after a while if you keep if you keep on playing around with these things we were talking about here and i want to get i want i don't want to just make it all physical i want to get to the mental part of it tier two shortly but um you're 100 percent right because i actually we had something really bad happen uh a couple of years ago and it, it it really i took it like i took it to heart it really bugged me for a couple of days but you're right that with just doing all this kind of this kind of research and this kind of training and preparation and things like that. You 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 start to understand things from a universal level. It's like stress is stress, but it's like this is what it actually is versus the the specific incident thing. So it's like this is what I'm going through. This is why I'm doing it. This is why I'm beating myself up, and it's 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 fucked because it's like you're literally talking to yourself in a third person. It's like it's like I get it, but I'm still it's weird. I I still I understand it. I get it, but I'm still a little bit emotionally wound up. But you're you're 100 right. You you unpack that. And you put that to bed really quick. Like in, I think it was another like a day or two I was okay but it was like something it was something really serious like mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. bad and anyways um yeah so it only took a couple of days unpack that make peace with it and put it put it to bed kind of deal and you're 100 right and the other part too with the uh the mental side of it you know the easiest way to brace for impact is you can you can and this is another cliche phrase but you can be a worrier or you can be a warrior so you know you can sit there and worry about oh my god what's going to happen or, or what if this what is that or you can say okay if this happens you know and mentally walk yourself through that because you are building a neurological connection and science and, and research and study has shown that people who visualize things have performed better than people who've done just the physical aspect so if you can imagine these scenarios in your head before it happens and I, I did a little bit of an article on this a little while back it's was, it was called uh, the flat tire theory so so if one of you right now if i told you right now that in an hour you're going to be done this podcast you're going to leave you're going to go somewhere but you're going to get a flat tire on the side of the road you 100 are getting a flat tire you cannot avoid it so when that happens now how how far how how wound up are you going to be versus if you didn't know you just got in your car and bang you're stuck on the side mm-hmm. of the road right? right so that's the that's the analogy right so create those mental blueprints and ask people too, like, it's just, you gotta be careful at who you ask for some things cause people tend to embellish and, and you know, it, it is what it is, but I mean, just ask people how things unfold and get them to describe things and then kind of build your own blueprints, right. Or just do some research and, and, look at, okay, this is how people act. And that's why I like just doing the research on behavior itself. Cause if you can understand things at their foundational level, you can really build whatever answer you want versus looking at something specific. And that's what I really like. That's why I really like this neuroscience thing. Um, and yeah, at some point, um, yeah, to to get back to what you were saying earlier, Sharon, the sism has come a a very infinitely long way since then. It's actually really good now. It's our site. It's really, really good. And I think it's because everyone now has collectively just been involved in so much. Just you can't avoid it. Like at some point your numbers up, like you're, you're in the hot seat. You have to deal with it. So we're, we have our numbers that are like that now. So everyone is really supportive and everybody understands a lot more and a lot better so it is a lot better and like i said then you can ask people okay what did you feel here what did you see you know what Mm -hmm. And, and it's interesting to watch some things unfold because it's like, you can, you can replay something back and then you can see where a scenario or a situation just changes. It's like, okay, so what did you see there? This is what I seen. So that's why I did that. Okay. That makes sense. So now that, but now the important thing is this. So it's like, you take the video now and you rewind it again. What happened two or three seconds before that happened? Is there a telltale sign? Because then that's how you mitigate that. And that's what you're saying about being smarter as, as opposed to physical. If you can see those signs then you can kind of find your own ways to head them off. And like I said, and that's the thing you can sit there You can literally go into work for years and look at this stuff and take this stuff apart and pick it and play with it. And 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 from a curiosity standpoint, you could build something very super creative and helpful for you and your peers. Or you can just sit there and be negative and be like, fuck this shit. And yeah. no, I was an asshole. It's like, exactly. no. it and it yeah, yeah. yeah. It's And it's edit. what
1: you, it's what you take out of everything too. Right. Because yeah. my, my incident is different for that person who's in the same incident than the next person. Like a lot of times throughout my career, I would have zero feeling about something that happened because that's me. I'm like, stuff it down or it actually didn't phase me but the next guy is off work for six months right over the same thing so that's when instead of me saying what the fuck's wrong with this asshole right like why are they doing this they're milking the system my mindset also changed to say we can't just like let our people fall through the cracks we have to help right and that's like that help piece lauren that's for me what changed it's like I don't want to help these idiots because they keep doing idiots or the inmates of the staff the same thing. I want to help this guy because something happened to them something traumatic and all of this stuff is it's what I wonder how some people in our in corrections will just take our field do so well with staying with their mental health with and that's it's so awesome like, all the stuff you said the physical training the mental training uh the the awareness piece is huge and just uh building on that resi- resiliency right and i know too that you have outside of work hobbies and that's an interests right and starting your own podcast and helping other people i mean i think it's great and that's some of the stuff that was missing back, but I mean, we're talking 20 years ago. Yeah. And that, that's, that's
0: exactly it. There was something missing in that mm-hmm. because we were, we were working so much mm-hmm. that it was like, we didn't have time for anything else. I remember mm-hmm. like my girlfriends in Stony when I lived in Stoney, they're like, we go to this workout class. I'm like, Oh, okay. I can't go to a workout class. Like I work, <laughs> like I'll spend 75 bucks on a workout class and go to two of them because I can't make it yeah. to half of them. Right. Cause I'm like, I'm yeah. not calling and sick for that. So you didn't really get to do things like that back then. And and like you had said, there's so much research now on, you know, what what happens in an incident and what people see and what my ex- my old experiences that I bring into that incident say I saw. But I remember us sitting in the like MPB boardroom having, and they're like, what are you talking about? You didn't see that. I'm like, I swear on my life, I didn't see that piece of it, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm in a different headspace because yep. maybe my boyfriend broke up with me that afternoon. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I come from a family of like, not that I do, but like tons of yelling. So I go into a different space when yelling yeah. happens or like things like that, right? So it's you can't project onto other people. Totally. So, and totally. what I hear happening now in the schism is like, here's what I experience. And it's not like, well, that's wrong, right? Exactly. We're, we're taking pieces from other people's lives and saying, oh, okay, whatever. This is this is how you saw this incident. And it's not wrong. No, but here. And, but here's even what back we, then, here's what back see then, on the camera. Oh.
1: when the keeper was telling me that was wrong, in my own head, I was like, actually, I kicked some ass. So <laughs> I know that I did it because I come from this physical stuff. And then I, in core, I did so shitty in physical training <laughs> that I was like, when I did a straight arm bar takedown, I was like, hello, did, did you not just see what I did? <laughs> Like, I don't care what you're saying. I kicked her ass. Like, that's, but I'm a fighter, right? We talk about that.
0: And I, yeah, and I'm not a fighter. I'm a, I'm a mouthy no. one. So if I was going to get in a fight, I just took Sharon with me. Oh, no. You're the, you're the one. You're the one behind. Yeah, yeah. I'm you like this, started, you that. Okay, get her, Sharon. Yeah, I'm the one starting the fight, and then
2: I
1: just, over oh, no. over. I'm like,
0: Sharon,
1: take
0: you. Well, I, you know what? My mouth was my biggest weapon, I feel like. I have yeah. a lot of physical stuff, uh, <laughs> luckily, but <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because I just moved and let Sharon in there, yeah. uh, but, no, it's, but it's so, it's so cool to hear. Cause I do still talk to a lot of people in corrections and it's mm-hmm. just like, we've moved into this space of learning outside of corrections. Right. Whereas before it was just like, I went to training. I, I donned my SCBA every year in my, you know, here's what I do in a fire. Uh, here's what I do you know with the with the spray here's and but there was no learning outside of that right and there was mm-hmm. no um like talk about mental health there was no talk about no you know, how do you it was like drink Benadryl and wine together that's how you go mm-hmm. sleep that's how you and then totally. when that doesn't work try this and when that doesn't work try this so it was but now we're like okay if you physically tire yourself out you will go to sleep right mm-hmm. you don't here and here, you know, if you're, if you're mentally struggling, like I, I have uh, a coaching client yesterday who came to me and was like, I can't sleep at night because my business is struggling. And I was like, Hey, write down the things like just beside your bed. Like, I mean, if that was corrections, I would have said pop four sleeping pills and have a bottle of wine. <laughs> Whereas I was like, okay, you need to keep a piece of paper beside your bed mm-hmm. are the things mm-hmm. that you're doing throughout the day that are, you know, are you drinking wine before bed? And she was like, yeah, totally. I'm totally drinking wine before bed. I'm like, Hey, you can't do that anymore. That increases you know your it increases your metabolism, changes your heart rate, does all these things that help you not sleep. I was like, what about taking a bath? And as I'm saying these things, I'm like, God, this would have been good advice when I was like 25 years old and would have saved me some from shitty times. But totally. I don't, I don't none of, I don't regret any of that. I wouldn't be the person I am today without those experiences. So, and I know you've said that too, Grant, you're always like, same with you, Sharon, like Mm -hmm. I, I, you can't change those things, but I wouldn't be the person I am today if I hadn't have gone through them. Right. So, so I want to know, hold on before we go, uh, before we ask you the last question. So I know you struggled with addiction. You struggled with you had said that you were drinking quite a bit of alcohol at some point so definitely
2: was no stranger to that yeah
0: i want to know what changed what at what when did that change
2: uh at one point i i don't know, like i said i don't i'm kind of fucking weird like that my brain just makes a decision one day and it's like okay it's enough of that we're gonna switch gears here and i start doing some healthy stuff so i started you know and they, they did they opened up a new gym in town too so i got a membership there yeah, started going there. I started being a little bit more, um, extroverted, you know, hanging around with people and, you know, you meet more people. and Then, you know, you meet your girlfriend, which turns into your wife, which turns into, you know, everything else where we are now. And so, you know, one, but it is a thing. So it's like, you can't sit there and feel sorry for so yourself. So you changed who
0: you change. surround yourself with.
2: I changed my really. I surround myself, but more importantly it was I, I made the conscious choice to take action. And the other thing too, is what you're saying here too. And I told myself those same shitty excuses too, about fucking, uh, Cause when we, when we first had, um, we had our first kid and, and especially the first one, there's just, there's no time in the day. You need like, you need 30 hours in the day just to get, you know, 20, 20 hours of stuff done. But, um, but anyways, I was like, okay, I'm getting into shape. I'm, I'm getting very, uh, unsightly to look at here and I, I'm not effective to anybody. So what in the hell am I going to do? I went out and I bought a book with these exercises and i made it work for me I, a 10 minute I, I figured out some kind of a 10 minute exercise a circuit i put that one on my youtube channel actually because that i think will can help people but i was like there's no yeah, 10 fucking,
0: minutes is nothing
2: there's no fucking excuse now it's like i don't care how busy <laughs> you are like sometimes i would do this thing at midnight sometimes i would do it like if i get up here and if, i was like okay i dropped the kids off so now i have before i do this podcast i'm going to get that in there if i have no other option is like that's what i'm gonna do there's yeah. no there's zero fucking excuse if i do it i'm a lazy sack of shit and that's it there's no, yeah. I, I have no time. It's like I go down and it cost me $20 for two sets of puzzle mats. I bought them at Walmart and that was my gym for six months. And then again, the behavior kind of started to solidify and building those better neuro, neurological connections. Now I have a full gym out in the garage. I got the, the, the floors, all puzzle matted. I painted it all. I got punching bags out there and weighted vests and weights and all kinds of shit out there. Now it's like, but it started, it started with $20 worth of stuff. Cause it's like, people think that, Oh, I'm gonna buy a two thousand dollar machine, and that'll motivate because I spent this money. No, you're gonna hang your clothes on in the fucking yep. yeah. it. The doesn't work like yeah, that. Yeah, you are. You to, I had yeah. that. I had the treadmill. Yeah. climber.
0: The yeah, like literally, it was like full of clothes. <laughs> and uh, I do. I have a treadmill now, though, but I do use it all the time. It's but it's, it's you have to. Good,
2: you have to make it easy. So so, my, and I could, and people wouldn't believe me. I'm like thirty minutes a week. That's all I do for exercise. And they're like, "What do you mean thirty minutes?" I'm like. But I absolutely kill myself the first couple of times I come up out of the basement and she looked at me and I was just pale. Like, I was like, Oh, and she's like, she's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, just give me a minute. But like, you know, you still, you still make it happen. And then it just becomes a thing where it's like, okay, if I don't, now if I don't do it now, I actually feel guilty. So you, yeah. you reverse the, you reverse the minds. It, it doesn't happen overnight though, either. It probably took me, it probably took me, like I said, a year or so to get to that. And then like, now I take classes. Now I kind of run a couple of things out of my own garage here as well. You know, I get a couple of guys over. We train really hard. So there's the incentive. It's like... And it keeps I get, you
0: accountable, right? Like yes, because you invite it, a bunch of guys over to play poker and drink beer, that's yep. very... You can still do that. I mean, I that's fun. But I mean, you set it up to say... I have to be there because I invited all these people to come over and hang out. Right.
2: If, if, if I don't, if I don't keep it my training and conditioning right now, I get punched in the face a lot more and it hurts. It sucks. So <laughs> I don't, I don't like getting punched in the face. So that's my, that's my set of do it now. Right. And plus, I mean, and, and again, it's the other thing too, we're not getting any younger and, and I still work there. So, and you still get these, you know, these lively young fellas full of piss and vinegar and you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta tangle with them every once in a while. It's <laughs> like, I, I have no excuse. Like if you're, you know, I, I'm there doing a the job. I better be able to do it. So it's like, I got to work mm-hmm. extra hard now. And yeah. then it, plus it's more disturbing whenever you can kind of move them around and make it not look like you're breaking a sweat. And they just, they don't, they don't go for round two. It's good. Like they don't, you don't have no more, you don't have no more problems with them after that. You just kind of very casually take them under control and they squirm and they can't do nothing and they feel feeble and weak and useless. And then they, you don't have no problems. And it's actually good because then nobody gets hurt though either. Exactly, and and as again and again, it's it's a, uh, now I'm in your head. I'm living rent free in your head now too, right? So yeah, it's, totally. That's part of that. So it's like, and you're you not
0: just... getting, yeah, you're not getting hurt, right? Because I I know like there was incidents where you know we the person wasn't physically attacked, they were hurt trying to control an inmate, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you happens. put yourself in a position to say, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to prevent this situation from happening. Yeah, totally.
1: yeah, yeah, well, well yeah, okay. because.
0: No, I'm going to ask you the question now, Grant. All right. you ask? <laughs> no, Sharon, you ask the questions. You go should ahead. Should I? <laughs> yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, this has been awesome, though, I this should say. This is so good. Yeah,
0: I love this conversation. We have to do
1: a part two. But anyways, I'm going to ask you, what are you living for? I'm
2: living for the evolution of the people around me. And what I mean by that is it's it's our duty to to learn as much as we can. So we can pass it on to the generations at a younger age. I mean, look at, and like we were talking about this a little bit before we went on the air. And I think that's the biggest service we can do to ourselves, especially our families. If I want my family to to grow and and flourish, then I want to give them the best tool set and skills And I'm to some degree, you know, I don't want to leave that to fade or I don't want to, you know, I want to help them and hopefully they're going to trust it more coming from me. So I have to put the work in and I have to, I have to go the long way to get all this knowledge about the stuff that we talked about. So for example, this big, long conversation we had today, uh, I can sum up, if you see somebody and this, I'm going to start playing around with this because Sharon, when you were talking about something about, uh, you know, how you said things didn't bother you, but but it bothers someone else. So if we can empathetically put ourselves in someone's shoes, we have to ask one question only, where did you not meet your expectations? Because that's what that comes down to. We beat ourselves up because we failed in our own mind. Mm-hmm. so that's a, that's an example of evolution because you can take all these different things we talked about today and you can maybe condense it down into that one sentence and then now you can give someone that tools to immediately help themselves and also enough of a curiosity to want to help them fix whatever the hell it is that happened and like i said it could be it could be a blind spot in one way or the other or that maybe they just they felt scared because they didn't think they could handle it well now do something about it right mm-hmm. yeah. either do your research or, or or go get strong or whatever you need to do but that that is the thing. So, so the goal is evolution. That's, and anyways, that's. uh, Oh man, what was it? What was that question
1: again? How did that question go again? I had it, I, <laughs> I had it,
2: this one, I, I went on this ramble and I went off a different
1: tangent. Sorry. It's that's, that's an awesome, it's an awesome answer. It is an Um, awesome
0: answer because we, we are, we're always evolving. Right. I mm -hmm. mean, Sharon and I talk about when we, and I'm sure it was the same when you got into corrections too, no one talked about this stuff. Right. So now we're in a space where it's like, yeah, it's not perfect, but at least the conversations are happening. So we will evolve to a place probably 10 or 15 years down the road where it's less about, this and this and this, and more about how do you stay mentally strong in this job? How do you do this job without physically, mentally, um, emotionally damaging yourself? Right. So, and and hopefully the tools that we're passing on to people mean there's less inmates, less corrections officers, right? So we can do more with more with less, right? And
1: it's amazing. Like what you said, because sometimes your words do stick out with people. Like I've had, I just had two people come back to me saying, and who said, when we were in corrections and you said this thing, and I was like, oh my God, what did I say? Something (laughs) stupid. And they were like, no, and it's helped my career. Or sometimes even my daughter, who's a teenager now will say, yeah, when you said that, I could hear your voice in my head. So it's uh, impactful, right? You
2: never know who you're helping that's the thing like i like i just put stuff out there and half the time I, like i said i'll go on rambles and rants and then i start getting messages and it's like hey this really stuck with me i'm like cool really? thanks i didn't yeah you know what i mean like in the grand scheme of things we look at ourselves like who like it's like i'm a nobody but it's like uh, thanks i guess i hope i'm glad it helped you know what i mean so it's, it's kind of cool to it's kind of cool to see that um but as far as like where i think I think where this thing needs to evolve, since we just kind of brought this up, uh, as far as that goes, I think it's going to evolve into from from mental health to appropriateness. I think is it's going to have to come back a little bit, full circle, because you can, okay, well, now we're focused on getting the ship right, and yeah. once we do that, it's like now how do we how do we make it so we're more successful? So now we have to learn what's appropriate. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. so you learn the things that you learn the, the things that maybe broke or or, or debilitated this. So how do we mitigate that again? So now we have, might have to take a bit more of an aggressive stance here, or we might have to be a more assertive with this. It'll, it, it's not it'll be a
0: balancing act, right? Yeah, constantly absolutely. of saying yeah. like this is important. No, this is important. No, now this is, and we will. We're human, right? That's just human nature. We will never be perfect. Yeah. Uh, so we we know, but that's that's the exciting part about it too, right? It's the the learning and the going forward and the growing and the okay. Now this is where we need to be. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So we'll have to
1: do a part two. We have to do a we'll part talk. two. We're already <laughs> at an hour, Grab. We'll talk and more. <laughs> That's okay. Don't we'll... start. I'm like
2: a, I'm like a, I'm like that doll, but I got like a really long string. If you pull it, it's like I'm just not gonna shut up. <laughs> no,
0: you know, it's better than having, you know, having someone on here going, uh, uh, or like we're scrambling for questions. It's interesting because Karen and I always send questions to people, and I'm like, oh, we don't need to send questions. Yeah, we didn't. We're good. Didn't <laughs> yeah, my. Yeah, my
2: thing is uh my thing though no, now my only problem is like i said i go off on all these different rabbit holes and i kind of get lost because i'm like i'm looking at three or four different things all the time now it's like yeah. what's over here now what's over here and it's like all right, well, the, the hummingbird singing in the cage and this is <laughs> like,
0: geez, get a handle out of there. But that's, when it, that's the coolest thing though, too, because we have talked to a lot of people like you. Right. And it's like, they just have this excitement for life and so yes. many different places that they want to go that the focus isn't in one spot. It's in a million spots. Oh, yeah. so, and, and that's exciting. That's where excitement happens. Oh.
1: Yeah. It's good. good. Almost. Oh, yeah. That's so we're okay. so
2: running really short on time, I just want to leave, I just want to leave one thing that I guess, because yes. it's if most of your audience's corrections. This is what I've taken away from all this. And I hope this has a bit more weight in me saying it now after having this talk, but what I've understood is corrections will absolutely either kill you or it'll set you free. You can it, it'll do you in, or you can become the strongest human being possible and the most productive human being. And that's why I to everybody listening here. So it's like, you can, you can sit and let this shit bury you every, every day. Or now that now take a stand against it, and you take whatever you need to, and and stand against that adversity, whatever Absolutely. that needs to look like.
0: Absolutely, yes. yeah. And I think there, I think there are so many more people that think like that. Uh, the messaging has changed quite a bit, right? Um, yeah. But I mean, with with like Sharon and I were just like, "Fuck it, we're out of here." Like we got we got to <laughs> yeah. go. got to yes, go. Gotta go. And, a, and a lot of the things I learned after corrections, which now I would, I feel like I would kill that job. I don't want it, but I would be good at it. So, yep. right? <laughs> oh yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much yeah, for being here. We'll talk that. again. We'll yeah, talk we again. we have to talk again. Yeah,
2: thanks for having me on here.
0: Okay, you have a good one. Thanks, Sharon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's all for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. You can find us on Instagram at From Uniforms to Unicorns. Uh, on all podcast platforms Apple Spotify speaker all of those also feel free to subscribe you'll be notified of new episodes that come out and we always love a review also feel free to share with anybody you think would enjoy
1: we also want to send a big thank you to Jamie Green for being our podcast editor and to Jeff Bale at Third Hell Music for our soundtrack
0: thanks again everyone have a great day love Lauren and Sharon